<laughs> good morning, good times everybody. roll, baby. Here we go. Here we go. As you can tell, I've been talking to today's, today's podcast for a few minutes prior to getting started with the recording. And let me tell you guys, this going to be fun. My name is Jeff. This is the Cyber Pro Podcast, where we come to you twice a week with new episodes with new, interesting, and fascinating people. And let me tell you, Chip Harris fits all three. Holy crap. So here we go. Chip, in a few sentences, please tell us a little bit about yourself. I am two generations of poor white trash tornado bait from, uh, you know, Mississippi. I am a blue collar guy trying to make it in a white collar world. You know, I have, um, uh, I love it when people say, oh, we'll just, you know, underestimate him. I'm like, ooh, this will be fun, you know, because uh, I grew up uh, in a military family, not having any kind of, you know, hope in the world except for two. Funeral business, farming. Those were the two open options. My family owns a funeral home. You know, and death is boring, you know, and the funeral business is kind of depressing and cows are not going away anytime soon. So those were the two doors I had open to me. Uh, and I decided to follow the path of, you know, getting into the military and becoming a private military contractor. Uh, my official job title is I'm a certified ethical hacker, pen tester, forensic investigator and auditor. Uh, I currently work for a three letter agency right now under contract. Um, and I also work um, as a teacher for the University of Arizona. So I'm a content creator uh, for a textbook that they are actually writing, and I teach grad students about this wonderful theme park of IT. <laughs> awesome. All right. You know what? Let's roll with that. You talked about open doors, and let's talk a little bit about education, formal and otherwise. Sure. So share with us as a cyber professional mm -hmm. what you think about the educational. Uh, well, what's going on in education right now to help prepare the next generation of you? Okay, so first off, kids, you're going to need to have one of these. Okay, it's called a keyboard, and the next one's a mouse. And you're going to need to know how to push those keys, okay? Um, you know, even though I've got all these certifications and everything, that's a snapshot in time, as I tell people. I got mine many moons ago. You know, I don't need certifications because I'm based on experience, right? I've been doing this, you know, uh, damn near forever. I did 18 years as a private military contractor, you know, and every hell hole war zone you could ever imagine that they could send me to. Uh, to do and work with IT issues, you know, uh, counter surveillance, counterintelligence, all the way to working with Tyco Telecom on how we're going to get phone service in Afghanistan. I mean, I've done damn near everything you could ever imagine that could be done over there. And I've worked with a ton of three-letter agencies, okay? You know, and as I tell people like you, people on your podcast and so forth, great, you got certifications, you, you know, and you're about to graduate from college and you got $180,000 years worth of debt. Congratulations, you're going to get a job, you know, as a help desk analyst, maybe SOC 1, SOC 2, you know, but you're not going to be a red teamer or blue teamer straight out of the bat because you don't have that experience. You got to get that experience and cut your teeth. So you might be making about $40,000, $60,000 a year. A lot of people in education, you know, and especially in certifications don't want to hear that uh, because you've got to drop a fair amount of coin to get these certifications that says, I know what it is I'm doing. Okay, well, congratulations. You know what you're doing. If I come into your cubicle right now and I say we're having a security breach, the firewall has been, you know, uh, what ports they, they, they breached through, exactly what happened, you know, what's the remedial information I need to be able to take to the board within the next 15 to 20 minutes, produce something. Can you do that? Well, my job as an educator is to educate my, you know, grad students on how to do those things, right? 
you know, and how to look at, you know, what do logs mean? How's parsing work? How's an IP work? You know, I mean, how, all, and that's where it really boils down to one, you got to be able to read, you know, uh, and we don't read enough in our industry. We just Google or, you know, uh, uh, look at a YouTube video. Well, sometimes you got to pick up a book. Sometimes you got to read and sometimes you have to think for yourself. And that is what we are missing. We are missing creativity, right? Because the educational system, you know, has failed us, at least at the public level. You know, they want you to shut up, sit down, not ask questions. There's only one answer and don't be creative, right? Follow drills, follow your orders. Well, in IT security, you have to have abstract forward thinking. You have to think outside the, the, the box and be able to think like a bad guy, okay? What are bad guys going to be able to do? Where are your weaknesses? Where are your strengths, right? I am a professionally paid bad guy. People hire me to come in and find, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm notorious for DDoS attacks. You know, my, because I've worked in counter surveillance and counterintelligence. My whole idea is to blow it up, right? So guess what? You know, when I'm coming for you, I'm coming for you. You know, I'm coming for everything, your, your vulnerabilities, your ports, your, your routers, your switches. I'm going to dox you. I'm going to steal as much information as I can, because guess what? As I tell my students, China does not care. The Russians do not care. The Iranians do not care, right? So you need to educate yourself on who your enemies are, where your vulnerabilities and weaknesses are, what you can and cannot do for yourself, because guess what? I mean, I'm, I'm, I suck at password attacks. Suck. I mean, I admit it. I'd probably have you do it, right? me not as much you know because i'm not the best thing at doing password cracking you know but i'm really good at finding your cves and where you haven't patched in over two years on that you know xp machine that's sitting on somebody's desk that's running payroll i'm really good at it <laughs> service back one yeah yeah <clears throat> so you hit on two key words that i want to kind of drill down on and, and kind of go down a little bit of a rabbit hole you talked about you know Breaking in and creativity and thinking outside the box. Right. So I think, yeah, I think those three terminologies define what's coming next. And when you look at the potential of what is coming next, what do you see? Um, the potential I see coming next is, is that we have, you know, a lot of people have thrown all their money into vendor control based systems, right? And, and that's, that's something in the industry that, you know, hey, that it, it's what's right for you, right? Some companies, you know, they want to throw all their eggs in one basket. Awesome. Just makes it easier to break. Because once I figure out how to get around your rapid seven stuff, I can get into your stuff. You know, so it doesn't really matter. Where I see our really biggest, you know, security vulnerabilities, you know, um, coming up in our nation and in our state, you know, and where I see a huge, gigantic uh, knowledge gap is, is in OT systems. You know, I deal with cybersecurity a lot with OT systems. And for people that don't know what that is, you have IT technology, which is your server and all the other stuff over here, your OT technology, and you're dealing with is operational technology, which is your SCADA based systems, your water treatment, you know, your power, your electrical grids, so forth. So my job right now is to be a bad guy within that space, you know, and professionally, you know, there, and this just came out about two months ago, there was a report that came out from the NSA that said, we only have a couple hundred of people in this realm that can really do this kind of stuff. Now that is scary. Okay. You talk about a job and a knowledge. I mean, we're getting older. I mean, we're getting old, you know, we got people that come in in their twenties that want to be able to do this, you know, and work in this space and everything. 
And it's like, we're getting older and a lot of us are sunsetting our careers where we need to start teaching these people on how to protect these things. You know, um, your electrical grid, your, your water treatment facilities. I mean, the list goes on and on. Gas pipelines. I mean, and there's a huge, huge outcry and need, you know, for people that are able to do those things. But yet again, you got to be able to push the keys. And you got to know what you're doing because, oh, I, I crashed a server. No big deal, right? How about crashing a city yeah. for a month? I mean, you just can't control all delete city or a power grid, you know, or a water treatment facility. It is, it is not that simple. People think it is, but it's not. Uh, and that is where our biggest knowledge gap is right now nationally. Uh, from a security standpoint, it's a, it's a theme park <laughs> of Madrid of problems that are out there because this stuff is old, incredibly old. You know, and it's not like you can go out there and buy this shit on the shelf. I mean, this stuff takes, you know, if you want a diesel electric engine or a cogen engine, that's a six month to a two year lead time to get one of these things. Okay. And for that is that's cogeneration of power. They're normally a jet engine, literally a jet engine that produces energy for you that supplies power to your buildings and so forth. Okay. And uh, about a month ago, I was working with a company and they said, oh, we want to go ahead and do, you know, you know, management on it. I said, oh, great, great. Who's it with? Siemens. Okay. No big deal. Got in touch with Siemens, everything. They haven't updated this thing in five years. And I was like, whoa, serious patch management here, kids. But, you know, the patches that we would have done for it would have probably caused it to slam on its brakes uh, going at about 700 miles an hour. It would have exploded and it left at least a 50 foot wide by 40 feet, you know, hole in the ground. And the fan blades that would have shot up about two miles in the air come raining down on people. That's a bad day, you know, because, you know, our world, it either works or it doesn't work. And when it doesn't work, people die. I will go on the record. People will die. Simple as that. I'm half yeah. chewing on that and half trying to recover with a follow-up question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot to take in. It's like, hi there. If I click this enter button and I enable this, what will blow up? If something will blow up so, or what will so it do? <laughs> So here's here's my here's my final question. I think it ties a couple of the pieces together fairly well, uh, and, and you you covered it very succinctly when you said that there is going there is a knowledge gap as well as an experience gap going on here. Absolutely. And, and you've got these. I dare somebody prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Huh? You, <laughs> I'll eat my words next, all day long. The, the next generation of professionals coming into this space who have never grown up without an iPhone in their hand, and right. yet. We're talking about systems that are 8-bit Fortran. Right. Like, how do we make that leap? What do we do? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a problem that we assess right now as huge. Because you only have five major power grids in the world, you know, in the United, well, sorry, in our world in the United States, right? You got Texas, which Texas to be in Texas is Texas, right? Don't even get me started on that. But you got, you know, Midwest, East Coast, West Coast, you know, and then Central U.S., so it's like, you know, uh, last year, about this time last year, what happened in Texas? Their power grid was about this far from going offline, and still 200 people died. Still 200 people died. Lack of power, lack of energy. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? We just roll back the clock, go, go back in the way back wind machine, and look, at this time last year, 200 people were dead because there was not enough power and heat 
to go into the actual electrical grid that failed. And then the company being totally <laughs> still charged people, right? For their consumption. So you had some people getting $17,000 electric bills for their home. Now, that's not fair. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a, but still that's, that's bad. I mean, even on my level, that's pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty cold. <laughs> and that's just, just, just being honest there. No and, yeah, and that's one of the things that I see is that, yeah, because they don't, they never grew up with a Commodore 64 like I did. And my satanic father took the damn thing apart and made me put it together. But guess what? I learned how jumpers work, right? Transistors worked. I learned how to put the motherboard into a machine, right? I mean, the first job I ever had in IT, I turned screwdrivers at Comp USA fixing Apple and Mac PCs. Tech, you know. Nowadays, kids don't know it. I mean, they just don't. They you know, don't know the, it because if you take the back of an iPhone off, you destroy it. Ooh, or you violate the SL. Oh, or I violated the SLA and the user agreement. Well, my job's to avoid warranties. You know that that's as I tell people. There's no qualm about that. You know, if you don't take it apart and figure out how it works, how the hell are you going to put it together again and make it work? You know, well, I'll just send it off to get fixed. Okay. And they're charging $125 an hour to do that. <laughs> sure. You pay that bill. And drop the mic. I think we can right. go on forever. And, and we should in a, in a follow-up to this because you've generated more questions than responses. And that's awesome. I think we should do more of this. Um, but for this one, I'm going to wrap it up and say thank you. And no problem. To our viewers. Hey, thanks for watching the Cyber Pro Podcast today. We've got over 100 episodes and you can find them right here.